question. How many gigawatts? 1.21 Gig gigawatts. Gigawatts, gigawatts. Oh, gigawatts. I'm thinking gigs. Gigawatts. Gigawatts. What the yeah. hell is a gigawatt? What the hell is a gigawatt? You don't know what a gigawatt is? No. Oh. Is it jigga when you walk? Kinda. Oh. I think this can only mean one thing. What does it mean? It's parababble time. Are we going back to the future? We're going back in time. Back in time? It would be awesome if someone had that song queued up right now. We don't have that song queued up, <laughs> Which do we? song is that? I don't know. I can't believe that we are going to do an episode about that and we don't have it. Well, we're talking about gigawatts. 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 Jigs. Jig. Jig. Gigawatts. Like the jig with a J? With the G. G. Is what how it's spelled. Gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> Himself. Great Scott! <laughs> We're not going to get through this time traveling episode without. You know what's going to happen. We might one point twenty-one gigawatts. Gigawatts. Right away. Gigawatts. 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 Like jigga what up? Mm-hmm. Oh. Great Scott! We are going to do some time traveling tonight, folks. Are we? Is We're this gonna... episode being heard now, or is it being heard previously? Oh, here we go. <laughs> knew we we're gonna go somewhere. We're with this. recording it in the future sure, so it so can be can played play. when it goes back in time. Wait a minute. Is this like space balls? <laughs> that is probably a time travel paradox, which I haven't even gotten. We'll get to that later. It's, it'll hurt your my brain, you'll hurt your brain. Who's that, sir? That's us, sir. Present time. Well who's that? It's an asshole, sir. He's in future time. So isn't it kind of crazy if we do an episode about current events? But then it gets played in the future. Oh, wow! Like right now, this episode. Ow! I can't do this. It's so nuts, right? It's so late at night. Great, Scott. One point twenty-one gigawatts. I like gigawatts. Gigawatts. Jello. All we need is a lightning bolt right now. <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Go to the Jigglewatts and you can reload. I was playing Pokemon Go and I found a Jigglewatt. <laughs> It's something new, isn't it? <laughs> All the kids are playing it. Uh-huh. So, is this an episode of Chime Traveling Parababble? It is. I am Rob from the future. I'm Jeff from the past. And I'm Allison from right now. Oh, that's so fun. Wow. I like to live in the moment. I like to live in the past, obviously. <laughs> I'm from the future. How's it feel up there? <laughs> Don't reach down. It's uh, it's cool, except all the machines, um, you know, they they rule everything. Robotic so, math. Thanks, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Right. You should just learn to unplug, man. <laughs> I was gonna go with like a robotic Mothman. Have we seen one of those Iron Wing babies? No, but no, I want to. You're in the future. Do it. Yeah. Okay, so time travel. <laughs> What do we know about this? 
Oh, too much now. Do these shows start off slow or way too fast? Where? How do we gauge that? I don't know. I don't know. Meter. They should probably let us know. Do you guys realize this is one of the first shows we've done in a while where it's just the three of us again? Yeah, I know. No guests this time. No guests. Just the three of us. We, we can, can make it if we try, try. just the mob, man. Yeah. You and you and I. <laughs> oh, no. that's nice. Oh, you like that? That worked. Yeah. I've been, yeah. We're back to being a trio. Wow. Did you practice that online? No. I thought about it in the future. <laughs> and then you came back to the present time and yes. said, oh, you know what really My future worked. self was like, hey, you present person. I'm always trying to catch this up. This would be really funny if you did this. So that's what happened. I'm behind. Uh I'm just going to be one step behind in this show because I'm the past. 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's all you need to know. That's, a, that's all it's going to take us through this show. We're just going to talk about gigawatts all night. So how many of us um, have loved... Have time traveled? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, how many of us have loved Back to the Future movies? Um, how many hands are showing? Oh, all three oh. hands. If you got Braille, it's three. Um... So, I think that, I don't know, like, growing up, that was, like, the coolest thing ever, right? When he went back to the future, and he had, like, the cool hoverboard that people actually have now. Yeah. And holograms. And they explode, and they've been recalled, and they're no good no more. Well, you gotta go through trial and error, you know. It's like anything else. Cars. explosions. People didn't think cars were gonna make it in the beginning. Yeah. Flat tires, steam engines blowing up. Yeah. We should give some loving to the um, UK listeners and uh, Doctor Who. Oh. Because the UK, you know, they're our number two as far as listeners go. I do I, like I do remember episodes of Doctor Who when I was younger, too, that did have some influence. The on. original Doctor Who? Was he the curly-haired one? That's what I thought. I, you, we're going to get killed if we don't get this right. It's not. Which, it's been going back since the 60s. Okay, so late 70s, early 80s, I was watching my, the curly hair My and Doctor scarf. Who was the curly haired. That's what my Doctor was. Who. You're going to get some angry British people emailing us. Well, I, I'll just find the TARDIS and get in it. There you go. And you go back and find the original. TARDIS. See, I just, Is that, do you use that with fish chips? <laughs> oh. TARDIS? <laughs> See, I saved us and now Jeff just tanked us. I, I'm lost. I'm behind. The I'm TARDIS in the past. is the phone booth that they travel in. So why don't they call it a phone booth? Because it's the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> is it like the I Dream of Genie bottle? Yeah. That's kind of the same idea. So You know, she fits in the bottle, but it's like the bottle, it's like this. So the TARDIS, is that like a special word for phone booth? Or is that a time travel machine? Oh, God. I didn't. Sorry, guys. I didn't follow Doctor Who growing up. We're in trouble now. We're going to get some hate mail. Some serious hate mail. Not if we don't tell them who we are and where we're at. <laughs> Uh, you can reach us on parababble at gmail.com. <laughs> Address all your email to Facebook, Jeff. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. You can hit us up. Tell us how stupid we are that we don't know more about Doctor Who. Well, I mean, I know quite a bit about Doctor Who. You know, I mean, TARDIS, it's not the name of the phone booth. It's actually an acronym, and it um, it, it actually means... Time and relative dimension and space. Oh shit, this is gonna be heavy. <laughs> yeah. AKA the TARDIS. So it goes back and forth in time? Doesn't it look like a phone booth? It does. Okay. So should this TARDIS be in every dimension? It can travel to any dimension. But will it change if it goes in the future? Or... Uh, it goes back and forth in time and space. Dimensions? Eh. Is there a mechanic to keep this thing running? The doctor. The doctor? Yeah. He does oil changes? 
does whatever he's got to do. Okay. So, no oil changes. Great, Scott! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be a really off-the-wall episode. So TARDIS. So let's let's get let's get this show rolling because we're just drooling all over the place. Rob, tell me a little something about traveling. When did it start? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question for this episode. <laughs> time traveling. Who bent the wormhole? You should go back in time and find out. Well, there's... I am the past. Yeah, I mean, let me see here. I no, got some. I got a couple things. Um, the last thing is just with your melting of the mind. Um, did I lose it? No, I have it. Okay. So, time travel, right? That's our episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of claims of evidence of time travel. Theories as to how it can or cannot be possible. Let's start with theories. How theories. can it be possible or not possible to travel? That's when I start getting into the deep stuff. Go right for Do it. Do we want to go right into the deep stuff and forget my two fun little things? We can throw fun all night. Okay, we got, we got fun. Let's let's start with let's a go point. for it. Let's go for the Large Hadron Collider. Great, Scott. Yes, love that thing. It's gonna put this planet in some serious stuff. It is might it, blow us all up. Is it Hadron? Hadron. 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 Tomato. Tomato. I read an article about it that people said that no one can pronounce it correctly. That's possible. So I think it's pretty funny. It's a pretty big thing. But tell literally tell it us is. how many miles this thing is round. Seventeen. Seventeen miles in, in diameter. Circumference. Circumference. And we have a little thing in there. It goes and spins, right? It's well, it's a lot more complex. It's like an atomic it's particle smasher. It's the largest and most powerful particle collider in the world. Collider smasher. It's the largest experimental facility and single machine in the world. And it's located, like, on the border of... France? Yes, France and Switzerland, near Geneva. Hmm. Hmm. Don't they go out for Geneva conventions a lot? What's going on out there? Anyway, it's a whole other thing. Chocolate. Well, <laughs> good day, Um, good day. Uh, okay, so this big-ass machine... It allows physicists to test theories of particle physics, dark matter, extra dimensions... Dimensions. Dun-dun-dun... Black holes. Uh, one one of the goals, though, of this thing is to find the Higgs boson particle. That will explain why particles have mass. Is that the God God particle? I think so. Where it all started. That's what they call it. It's the number uh, one. Yeah. It's the. It's, isn't it the yeah. particle that said, you know what? It's I didn't time go to dance. too deep into all of it because then I knew I would keep talking about all of it, and okay, that so would we're just not be good. Put our fans <clears throat> to sleep. Maybe or hurt my brain. And everyone else's. Okay, so the general idea of this... Who isn't a particle physicist? Biggest machine in the world spins really fast and smashes par- uh, atoms. Sure, we'll say that. Molecules. But if... Okay, so the Higgs boson. If they find it. If. Some scientists predict that they'll also find a second particle. It'll, it'll appear. It'll be created. Called the Higgs singlet. Yep. So theories are that this particle will be able to jump into an extra fifth dimension where it can move forward and backward in time and then reappear. So that creates what problem? Well, when this particle reappears, it could be either 
in the past or the future because it's moving around in time in this extra fifth dimension. <clears throat> so it also avoids all time paradoxes because the tra time travel is only limited to this particle. It's not a person right. yet. Yet. But there are theories that if all this does happen, uh, they may be able to send messages through using this particle. Which, I don't know, okay, you're not sending people back in time, but you're sending messages, that could still create some paradoxes. Well, we always start with, you know, small inanimate objects first, and then yeah. we move to monkeys. Well, the biggest concern I've heard about this is once they open up one of these dimensions, it's a black hole, and it will continue to grow. And just eat up the entire universe. Universe. It will chow us up for dinner. Yeah. I mean, that is a big concern. You hear a lot of conspiracy shows on this. And the biggest thing is, whoops, we have no control. Whoops, there you go. Whoops, Africa. Whoops, United States. Whoops, Canada. Going, going, gone. The whole planet, just basically gone. Yes, we will just... Yep. So that's a bad thing. Yeah, it can blow us all up. But... Great Scott! Great Scott! (laughs) (laughs) So, where's the advantage in trying this out? What uh, now? Don't get me wrong. I, you know I follow these guys and their Twitter handles and all that stuff. That's all good. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. We're gonna find out how to bounce from dimension to dimension without getting sucked up. Rob's getting sucked up right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's like, this is too many questions for me. Um, keep this the is past... too much talking. <laughs> I'm I'm low. Keep. <laughs> I'm low, not high. Keep the past in the past. Yeah. I am the past. But, so this, what happens if we do open it up and jump back and forth? What do you think we can get out of this? A lot of paradoxes. That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) This is so generic. Okay. You want to hear about the paradoxes? I do. There's two, two main kinds. Um, Okay, so the first one is called... It's either the bootstrap paradox, the predestination paradox, or in fictional circles, it's called the ontological casual loop. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Well, it's all the same thing. It's just all the different names for the same thing. Oh. It's um, a future event. No, no, follow with me for this, okay? Because this is going to get a little little tangly, okay? Like it hasn't already. Oh, no. Just wait for this. It's a future event... That is the cause of a past event, which is then the cause of the future event. So both events exist, but the origin cannot be determined. Hmm. So, for example, in Back to the Future. Yes. When Marty McFly went back to the 1950s. Yes. At the high school dance. Love the dance. He got up on stage and he... Johnny be good. Johnny be good. Johnny be good. And as he did that, the they show the scene with the guy holding the phone up to Chuck Berry. Yes. And he heard the song, and it's implied that he got the song from Marty McFly up on stage singing it. But Marty McFly knew the song from the eighties when he was a kid. In his normal time, listening to the song, he learned it from Chuck Berry. But Chuck Berry learned it from him in the 50s. So where did it originate from? Because Marty McFly would not have known the song if he hadn't listened to it 
from the which recording already to in the Barry's past. in the 80s, which had happened in the 50s, but he had not gone back to the 50s yet to because, sing the song. Right. Where Barry would have heard it, learned it, recorded it, and then Marty McFly, 30 years later, would listen to it and learn it and go back in time. I'm going to loop here. See, it's, it's see how it's called it, a casual loop? It just keeps <laughs> kind of circling around and around and around. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. So you don't know where what? did it start? Oh. Allison must be getting a call. We should just play that music every time it gets too heavy. Too deep. Yep. <laughs> just bring it back around. Get it ready because I have another paradox. Oh. Okay, so we did the casual no. loop. Brain we just have no idea where this, we end or begin. The next one's a little simpler. The grandfather paradox. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. It's a little simpler. It's a little simpler. I got I'm grandfathered with certain things simpler. at my house. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot more self-explanatory. Okay. So, here we go. Ready? I don't know. This is when a future event prevents the occurrence of a past event that was the cause of the future event, which then prevents the future event from occurring. <laughs> so, it's a dog chasing his tail? No. Oh. It's a cat chasing well, the dog's well, tail? Well, think about the name, the grandfather paradox. Say you go back in time. I'm back in time. Grandpa? Your gra- you see your grandpa. Back grandpa. in time. This is As before. me. So I'm going back in time to see my grandpa? Yes. Okay. I'm there. Your dad isn't born yet. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm never good with family relation things. But you see your grandpa. Okay. You kill him. What? Yeah. Okay. You kill him. Why? For the sake of the paradox. Now, how far are we going back? Is he a cowboy or something? Or, I mean, was he bad? Was he an outlaw? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So I go back and I'm like, hey, grandpa. He's like, hey, grandson, I'm here to kill you. Okay, go for it. Yeah, well, he wouldn't know that because he'd be a young guy since... Your father hasn't even been born yet, or your father, or your mother, whoever. But then, Wh- whatever that, side of your grandfather, kills the you're grandfather, then wouldn't he not exist? Exactly. So if he wasn't, if he never existed, then how would he have gone back in time to kill him in the first place? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> See, paradox. Are people gonna listen to this shit? Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, "What the hell?" and turn it off. <laughs> they're like, "Oh my God, just play music." <laughs> That's where it's at because we're confusing the shit out of people. Because I know if I'm confused, and I am a pretty bright young man here, <laughs> they're definitely confused. It makes perfect sense to me. Was <laughs> <laughs> ah, that a joke? No. So are there oh. people like studying these paradoxes? Like, probably. Or are these just like theories that are yeah, out besides there? Besides me. Oh well, no, I mean they're real. Like, if time travel was a thing, like. What would happen if one of these events So it's happened? kind of made up. Like, so it's played out with an A, B, C, D. Because I'm going to blow your mind with this whole thing right now, oh, okay? Stephen Hawking says yeah. that we can't go back and travel back in time until time travel is created. Yeah. So his whole theory is that if time travel was created today, you couldn't go any further back than today. If it's created 20 years from now, you won't be able to go any further back than that day because it didn't exist before that. Makes sense. So it kind of puts, so, puts a different spin on this whole paradox thing. That If Parababel five minutes ago invented time travel, we could only go back five minutes. Yes, because Hawkins says you can only go back in time from when time travel was discovered. 
So it would that. not work if I wanted to go back into the Roaring Twenties, right? Because it wasn't there at that time. Exactly. Okay, then how did was it? Charlie Chaplin have a phone? Well, that's an interesting theory. Charlie Chaplin didn't have a phone. What do you have? He did have a phone. That means it was created that day before that. Before that. So that's how you can go back that far back. But if we're in the future looking back at that, when that technology was not available, where does that put us? How do we know it doesn't exist? Back then? Right now. We don't. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is going to be a tough one to listen to, kids. (laughs) I know I'm going to listen to this and be utterly confused. We've been studying time travel forever, right? Right. And there's all these theories out there about how it works and how it doesn't work. Exactly. But we all know, like, let's just put on our conspiracy hats for a second here. I never take mine off. (laughs) Do you ever run out of aluminum foil? (laughs) I just bought some yesterday. (laughs) So we all think that the government knows things that they don't tell us. Exactly. What? So skeptic. If you can believe that there's aliens, if you can believe that there's creatures, why is it so difficult to believe that the government's already created some kind of piece of equipment that allows you to travel through time? Well, we um, uh, mm, will we get fined for saying what we think? Possibly. Okay. Uh, well, if you disappear in front of us right now, <laughs> that poof. We know somebody came and zapped you in the in the. They past. they very easily could have something like that. Right. I mean, in theory, it's it's possible. So, if there's aliens coming in, UFOs, are they, you know, bending wormholes and stuff to get here quicker, from like millions and millions and millions and quadrillion light years away? Mm-hmm. Then they do it in like you know three minutes. If they're aliens, sure they could do that because they're way more advanced than we are. I mean, they built the pyramids for crying out loud. They did not. Ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah. Ancient aliens. <laughs> that crazy guy on the show says they did. Giorgio. Cool hair. <laughs> He's badass. <laughs> Tapapa Lacapolis, whatever his name is. Giorgio. So anyway. Armani. Armani. <laughs> I look good. Um, so you're thinking maybe if we did go back to the phone thing, you're saying that possibly the government does have some lock on this. Yeah, or somebody has figured it out. Because, I mean, there was a couple instances. So the Charlie Chaplin thing happened in 1928. Right. Okay. Then there was another thing that happened in 1938, which was the woman that was coming out of the DuPont factory. That definitely looked like a phone mm-hmm. or something that she's talking to. Yeah. And if you guys out there in Parababaland are interested in what we're talking about, if you just Google... Charlie Chaplin and cell phone, it'll probably come right up. The same thing with DuPont Lady and cell phone. And Mike Tyson, when he had a fight, and there was a, like, a look at an iPhone. We'll put it on the Facebook page. And then Henry Ford and Shirley Temple appear in a movie, and they seem to be using a mobile phone in that movie, and that happened in 1948. So my conspiracy wheel started going when I was looking at this, because why is it that every 10 years some kind of evidence pops up that someone's got some kind of mobile phone? 1928, 1938, 1948. Walkie-talkies. They didn't exist in that 28. People thought that they were hearing aids. In the 1928 photo, they thought it was an old, well, yeah. a new no, style hearing new, aid. Right. Old, but, so is that past? Well, yeah, it's past for us, but new for them. <sighs> but... Every angle. <laughs> there wasn't, they can't find, like, an exact replica of what this thing looked like. Nor do they have a clean shot. This is what it is. 
And if you see the the piece of the movie Ford Apache with Henry mm-hmm. Ford and, and Shirley Temple, it does not look like a hearing aid. It looks like a cell phone. So who in that 48 movie was using a hearing aid? Because wasn't Shirley Temple just like a little girl? Right. They're like in a... Forever. Yeah, they're in some kind <laughs> of a vehicle going somewhere and he, he's holding this thing that looks like a cell phone. It looks like a brick with an antenna. So it's weird. And especially because so, it's 10, could, 10 year increments. He's also texting and driving. Yes. They had texting back then? He's a time traveler. He can do whatever the hell he wants. So do you think it's just pure coincidence or luck that someone said, hey, you know what would be really cool? If we had like a device we could talk into and go back and forth? Because we, what, had the phone, right? Yeah. Okay. So someone's like, you know what? I don't like my phone at home. I want one in a car. So let's, you know, pretend we have something here and we can mimic it. <clears throat> do you think that they're... Um, Don, Johnson, Don Johnson did it in Miami Vice. Do you think that they were even, like, thinking about those things at this time yet? Well, where do um, most science scientists base their theories off of? Science fiction? Movies. So why couldn't they, you know, put something in there? But does it do... Does Like, in that movie, does it fit the scene... I mean, is it one of those things where it's just like, well, that's an oddity, it's weird. Or is there a purpose in that movie with it? You know? Or even, um... (laughs) I just showed Jeff the picture and now he's a little speechless. (laughs) That's Shirley Temple? Yeah. I guess she wasn't always a little girl. No. (laughs) What is that, a Samsung Galaxy S3? Four? Negative three point five. Well, I mean, we haven't got, we haven't broke the zero barrier about barrier. But it does look like it could be photoshopped though, but it's in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. So that's on film. Yep. And I would imagine no one's alive from then, right? That one's even more interesting because it looks like they're actually looking at it. What else could he be holding? It could be anything, really, from that view. It looks like a thin black case or something, or a phone. There's like how you both got like kind of stunned a little bit because I've never seen that photo. But like, if it was a cell phone, like how would it work? There was no satellites up in orbit giving them cell reception back in 1948. Look, Verizon's been around for a long time. Yeah, but not. Maybe they time traveled. Maybe it was like a PDA and you just kept information on it or something. We need to go back in time and say Wait, that that was Henry Fonda. That was a Blackberry. Shout out to Blackberries. I don't know. I It does bring up some weird case cases of what is going on. I mean, if that's an actual film, it's not a Photoshop. It is. Like, you can watch the, the clip on YouTube. I mean, what does he say? You know, what, is he talking to it or is he just holding it up and she's kind of looking at him because that's kind of how the picture looks. Maybe they're scraping Charlie Chaplin in the 20s. It's a uh, time phone or something. I'm going to explain that it is. 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 What the hell? I think it was just a notepad. 
A black notepad? Yeah. Okay. Like we can write leather, that off. Like a leather notepad. How are you writing off the DuPont girl? I don't know that one. That's where she's coming. They're all coming out of the uh, building, and they're all walking, and she's got it up to her face, talking like a cell phone. I don't know. i got to see it. I'm right, sure. I'll look it up for Our you. technician will find it. Continue to... This is the future going back to the... Yeah. I'll, I'll find it. Okay, well, I have another story then while you were searching around. Um, the Cape Scott story. Has anyone heard of that one? No. Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, there was a couple that bought a book called The Cape Scott Story in a bookstore, and it was published in 1974, and it featured old photos from Cape Scott, which was an area between the U.S. and Canada. I think it was like an island. Uh, okay. And one photo in the book, uh, the the little description said that it was taken in 1917, and it shows a large group of people sitting around. And I got the picture keyed up here for you guys to see and then I will as always post this on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Parabattle we will uh, post this up and I want to see if uh, Jeff and Allison can see anything strange about this Cape Scott picture there is a from 1917 but is that a woman in white or a guy in white? No, no, that's not really what you're looking for. What am I looking for? You're looking for this guy right here. Oh shit! Yeah, he looks he, like he came out of the '70s. He looks like uh, just some some dude. Yeah. Let me see. So you have He's everybody. Got, we got a lot of pictures going on here. We're gonna post all yeah, this. This is not good for a podcast, yep. but that's okay. There's the Dupont lady. Also, we're we'll looking post. at two different photos here. We'll post them. And it definitely looks like she's got something up there to her face. <laughs> She's got something up there. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it definitely looks like it could be a cell phone. And then you, the, this gentleman looks like he just like stepped out of time and went back. Yeah. The, He's got a t-shirt. The Cape Scott picture, I mean, you have a bunch of like settlers in like early 1900s clothing. And then you have one guy who's actually, he looks bigger than everybody else, which is interesting because people get bigger over time. And he's wearing like shorts and a t-shirt. And if you look actually at some of the people around him. They're, like, staring at him strangely, like, what the hell's with this dude? Like, that guy next to him is, like, looking at him, like, whoa. And there's even this woman over here on the right that's pointing at him. Like, whoa. Like, look what is that guy doing? Yeah. Take a look. He's, like, they're, like, looking at him. and Stuff. Some people are pointing at him, like, hey, what's with this time-traveling D-bag? You know, I've seen a lot of pictures like this. Um, there was one of that I saw of, like, a guy that had, like, um, certain kind of sunglasses on. And he had like a. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you see it too? No. When I was looking up this whole time traveling thing, there's a picture, and I'll find it, and we can post that one too. But he basically has like clothes on that he does not look like he fits in at all. He's almost got like a like comic book kind of looking t-shirt on, and he's got like some different kinds of sunglasses, and he really like totally does not fit in. Time traveling goggles. It sounds like me. <laughs> Could it be Zach Bagan? In another direction. Maybe. Did he have spiky, gelled up hair? I think I know the picture you're talking of, Allison. It is, and it really does stand out. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to see, you know, because you're looking at it through the spin of, you know, is this really proof of something or is it something else? You know, like, are you just looking at it now because you think that it's different? 
So would you notice this if you weren't looking at it in the context of a time traveler? I think that's fake, proven to be a fake picture. It's the hipster by JFK's assassination. Yes, the hipster. Yeah. Yep, hipster. Hipster. With the alien glasses. Yeah. I mean, if he's time traveling, he's, for real, he's not being very conspicuous. Well, is it meant to be? Or is he just kind of like, if you time travel? And do these people have control of where they land? <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean I mean, how do you know if you don't thing, get spun get around? You know, It's like spin the bottle. You're going to end up somewhere. Yeah. So, boom. Hey, I'm on the side of a mountain with these colony-looking people. I got my Levi's and T-shirt and stuff like that. So, you know... Do we have any control of where we can go? You would have no idea of knowing that unless time travel was like... A Controlled. Thing. A thing. Yeah. You had parameters set to keep you within where you had to be. So could all of these just be a bunch of BS? Absolutely. Is that what you're going with? Oh, yes. Except for the Hadron Collider. Which is not an actual thing. Well, I mean, it is an actual thing, but I mean, like, the actual time travel part isn't, like... Right. It's not something that they're they close. Yet. They're close. But they always get held up on delays because of the smallest speck of, like, metal flakes or dust or dirt get in the, in the actual tracking system. They have to shut this bitch down for days. But wow. it doesn't take much because of the, the, the sonic speed that they use to try to, you know, bust an atom up. I, which I find totally... We should do a show on that alone because we could dig in it forever. It is it's insane. When I was looking into it, it reminded me of uh, the Flash. I mean, that's how he got his superpowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, a particle accelerator. I mean, this thing's gonna create superheroes. I think that's what's gonna happen. You're just gonna we're gonna make superheroes. The world's not gonna blow up. We're gonna have like the Flash running around at some point. So that ring's gonna spin really fast, and then we're gonna and have someone's a new, gonna get stuck in there. A new they're gonna get hit. They're gonna get <laughs> hit with some particle accelerating collider rays. Is that kind of like the guy eating Doritos and he shuts the lights off to the city and then turns them back on? You realize something's going on. You're like that big. It's gonna be that big. Yeah. Okay. So that's better than you know, you know, putting a house on a moon yeah there are some of these actual stories though of like real time traveling things that happened you know that right so this actually happened now oh yeah there's like real proof of things real proof yeah well in December of 2008 archaeologists found a tomb that was 400 years old it belonged to Sai Quinn in Shenzi County which is somewhere in like the what was the Ming Dynasty um, and when they went into the tomb, it was an, an undisturbed tomb. And there's actually, you can go and find pictures of this online too. But when they went in, they found a small gold watch that was frozen on 1006. There's pictures of it. Um, but the thing is, is that watches weren't even fashioned or in fashion until 1780. And this burial went back to the 15th to 16th century. So how did it get there? What? Yeah. You heard everything is fake. <laughs> That's your resident skeptic. Yeah. I so, think. What were you going to say, Jeff? That it's fake? No. <laughs> this, this will lead into back to our uh, reincarnation and coming back into another dimension. Maybe there's like a, a dimensional cleanup crew. And when new people come through, they have to clean up the old stuff. And sometimes it gets left behind. So like this gold watch could have been from like the 40s. But it was accidentally moved into a different dimension, or, you know, 
misplaced. So now we have something that's out of place. A cell phone, a gold watch. You know, what do you think? I think it could be fake, too. (laughs) So, then there's the case um, of these two women. And this happened in 1901. These two women, Charlotte Ann Mowbray and Ellen Jourdain, um, were wandering around France. They were travelers. They were going to this petite Tyrrhenian. I don't know what that is, but that's what they were on their way to. So they get lost, and they pass an abandoned farmhouse, and they see a woman who is standing at the window waving a white cloth. So they go and check it out, and they find this whole area of these people that are all dressed in, like, period clothing. Um, They said that someone there looked like Marie Antoinette, and that there was even a man who appeared to have smallpox. Um, So they said that right before this happened, too, there was, like, this whole feeling of, like, it being heavy and not being, you know, right, and that things were, they, like, just, like, because things didn't look right, it Mm -hmm. was unpleasant. So there's speculation that they could have had an encounter of some kind of ghostliness, but what they think it was is a time slip. So they actually wrote a book about it when they came back. They basically, like, ended up back at their apartment. I have heard of this one. A time slip? So they fell through something and then came back? Yep. So... They, you know, they had this whole thing. They wrote the book about the experience. They called it a time slip. And they basically ended up back at their apartment. And they don't know how they got back there. Well, what happened, obviously, was that the doctor from Doctor Who came by. In his TARDIS? In his TARDIS. And they went and, you know, they accompanied him on many adventures through time and space. And then he returned them to their apartment. Well, they would have had to go into the future first, though, because this was in 1901. And Doctor Who didn't exist in 1901. He exists in all in time. Was this the grandfather paradox? No, no, because he can only one. He he exists in all in time of space. Time and space. (laughs) So, let's bring the paranormal into this. So, your paradoppler, your pa... I'm sorry, doppelganger? Mm -hmm. Paradoppler. That sounds like a weather app for a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. (laughs) So, like... You see yourself. Is that a time slip? Is that you in the future? A past? Is, is that you reincarnated? You're talking about like residual kind of hauntings, where like no, no, talking about the doppelganger. Right. If you see, if, yeah, like you're supposed. If you see yourself, that's, that's like bad. Marty McFly. Right. He sees himself. Right. Like so somehow that plays into. There's some slippage. No. If you see your future self, you, if you will see, lose your mind. If you see your future self. It'll melt your mind. Okay. Hmm. No? What about pennies falling through the ceilings and stuff like that? You know, when they say ghosts or pennies mm-hmm. appear and then they drop everything everywhere? Is that a time slip? Is that something happening from another dimension? Could be. We don't know what that is. We'd have to test the pennies. See what the years are on them. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So, there is another time slip that I came across, and that was from Sir Robert Victor Goddard, who was a senior commander in the Royal Air Force. Absolutely. With the Air he, Force Base? He was in World War I and World War II. Yep. Um, and basically, one day, he's flying a plane, and he goes to land in this you know, particular airstrip yep. near Edinburgh, but um, he sees that the Air Force 
you know, strip there has got cattle grazing and there's cracked tarmac and... Pretty beat up. Yeah, so he decides to turn around and head back to where he was coming from, which was Germ, to get his bearings. So he flies through rain and this whole, like, storm. Exactly. And then suddenly it changes to bright sunlight and he sees the airfield and it's in full working condition and there's mechanics in blue coveralls um, who are working on four yellow planes that he didn't recognize. So he doesn't land, he just keeps flying, he doesn't tell anyone what he sees. But four years later, the Royal Air Force started painting their planes yellow, and their mechanics switched over to blue coveralls. He went into the future. He had a window into time. That was a time slip. He crossed that barrier. And he's a very respected man. Like, he like, taught right. colleges and did all these things, and he was, you know, very... Well respected, so... And there's his test for life. Yep. You are crazy. You saw what? When? Deja vu? Right. So there's also the Philadelphia Experiment, or Project Rainbow. Did that happen in Philadelphia? Yes and no. On the coast? (laughs) Why is it yes and no, Rob? (laughs) Do you know something we don't? (laughs) It kind of happened there, and then it got removed? It's kind of a hard question to answer when you're talking about teleportation so now we're teleporting boats yeah so the navy wanted to do some kind of experiment where they were trying to cloak a ship Mm -hmm. and they may have actually sent the ship and crew back 10 seconds in time 10 seconds is a lot Mm -hmm. it's noticeable Oh, yeah. If you do something 10 seconds later, you're, you know, see that again. You're not the same as you were 10 seconds ago. Right. Unless you were sleeping. It's and the government be, denies it ever happened. Right. Well, of course they do. Well, they had a lot of, what, Transformers on there or nuclear stuff? Transformers, like the... No, not the... Like, different... Okay. There was Where a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of energy on there. Obviously, so they were up to... disguise. <laughs> they were trying to test something out to move it back and forth. <laughs> so, were there any survivors from that? Yeah. And they came out and said, what What the hell? Nobody talks. Nobody talks when it comes to the government. Nobody says anything because they're all afraid of what's going to happen. So everybody just shuts up. So they're pretty much all dead now, right? Oh, yeah. Well, this was in 1943, so. Somebody could be. Oh, no. You'd probably be what? Your Mm. mid-20s, young 20s. Probably a couple senior people on there to report saying that, you know, this is what's happening. There is a whole movie about it if anybody's interested. I did watch it. I'd like to re-see him do it, though. They could get away some cool stuff now these days. So it's interesting how much of this stuff that has to do with time travel relates back to the government in some way, because then we have the Montauk Project, which is mm-hmm. a secret U.S. military project, Camp Hero. Secret, huh? Yep, Montauk Air Force Station, Long Island, New York. Um, and Preston Nichols, who's an American author, uh, claims to have uncovered suppressed memories of time travel based on experiments that took place there that he was a part of. So there was, they were doing like a lot of mind control things there. Oh and, yeah. You know, things like that. So I don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe the whole time travel thing. Cause if you're trying to mind control people and tell them like, this is what happened, you know, it's very real that that could have worked too well. And people could think that those were actual memories when, well, wait a minute. Don't not. we have... What's that movie? And there's a book written after it. Uh, Men Escaping Goats or... Men Hysteric Goats. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. I know. No, I know. I had the wrong title. Um, 
that was whole that whole thing was based on um, control, mm-hmm. mind control, and what what abilities humans had yeah. to. The government definitely they had experiments where they would give soldiers drugs to see like if they can manipulate their minds in any way, especially back like. So it was basically a big acid trip. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They would give them LSD and stuff like that. Yeah, so can you trust somebody who says, I think I time-traveled, but really they were just spaced out of their brains? They were just tripping, man. (laughs) Tripping, man. I'm back here in the 60s. Tripping through time. Well, I think, um, yeah, I I don't know. Time travel is really tough. I mean, there's lots of little facts that creep up in here stating that, you know, we can do this, we can do that, but it's all theory, again. Anything we talk about around here is theory. So, you know, could it be happening? Could there be governments involved with this stuff? Probably. But don't you think we would have seen something a little more concrete? You know, like UFOs? Well, that's the thing. Like, if if time travel is ever invented, you think we would have seen proof of that with people coming back to our time. But then you got Stephen Hawking saying, once it's invented, you can't go travel back in time before it was invented so So, that would explain it away but I don't I don't really understand why can't you travel back before it was invented you should be able to well he's taking it from straight thing okay I invented this 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 part today but it's only going to work for today because there is no history to it there is no way to right you only can go forward and then look back at where you've been to that point but if you have parallel dimensions or anything we slippage of time you can fall through this, right? So here's the thing. If you invent time travel, how can you... In- and you can't go back in time before you invented time travel. How do you invent it in the first place to go back in time to begin with if you've never invented it yet? Unless you go forward in time. You'd have to have gone forward, I suppose. But then again, how do you go forward in time if you haven't invented it yet? I think we have a bootstrap paradox on our hands here. Bootstrap. I think we need to call in Morgan Freeman. I'm getting blood living, stares. Living through the wormhole? Nope. Staring can't. through the wormhole? Nope. Still no? Can't nothing? Nope. Science show? Nothing? Nope. Still can't help you. Oh, man. Bueller? Bueller? When living in the wormhole, you know? How they bend it, and they bend time to get from... Yeah, I get a wormholes. To okay. Why can't we do that? Because we can't... We don't have the technology or the ability to. So it's just a theory. We're not there. So what's happening is people are, I say, jumping in and out of these time slips by accident. It's a natural earth occurrence. Things are lining up the right way. Magnetic poles, no magnetic, and somehow well, yeah. it gets shimmied. I mean, is it a time slip in. or is it that you're seeing that other dimension? Well, you the, you look at the Philadelphia experiment. That was man-made, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know, that ship was set up with equipment to do that. You look at these other things where, that's mm, natural, you know. I'm flying over an airport, Bermuda Triangle, for example. Well, now. and if the government could do that in 1943, think about what the government can do now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they figured out how to, you know, send something 10 seconds back in time, and that was, what, 80 years ago? I mean, chances are their technology has improved. And we're always 15 to 20 years ahead of the curve before any technology is available to the us, the world, that technology the government's been using for easily 15 years. 
So 15 years in today's technology and databases and the way they um, compute out these problems. Computers double the tech. The tech, speed. The tech doubles every two years. Every so two years, okay. That the last thing that um, the last thing that I came across, and obviously there's like you know that whole thing about time traveling celebrities, which Rob thinks everything is photoshopped. So we won't even really get into that too much. <laughs> um, but AKA. there was these two. Um, professors from, I think it's Michigan State College or wherever they're from, but I just came across this, and what they're doing is they've created a program that searches the internet for words, like specific words, to Mm -hmm. see if they um, came across anywhere in the internet before something happened. So, they've been running this program, so for instance, like, they ran, like, Pope Francis before he was, you know, discussed as a possible Pope. Yeah. To see if Pope Francis comes up anywhere in the internet history prior to him becoming Pope. Because they're thinking that if people are time traveling, that they're leaving some kind of imprint and stamp somewhere. And where would they leave it besides social media? Because that's where everything is, right? So they have this whole theory and they've built this whole program and they've been running it for a couple of years. And they haven't hit on anything yet. But... They don't necessarily think that that's because time travel doesn't exist, and I'm going to blow your minds right now, because what they think is that the reason why it hasn't hit on anything is because time travelers are so smart that they know that that would leave a sign, so even if they accidentally do something, they go back and erase it from existence before we have a chance to catch it. Yep. Um, (laughs) That's how it happens. (laughs) So you're just constantly chasing your tail. You're never going to find it. Does anybody really know what time it is? (laughs) (laughs) So they're going back, they're erasing stuff. That's that's one of the theories why they haven't ever caught it. So there's no background to it. They're basically erasing the memory. And I'm sure those people in the future with their time travel capabilities, before they get into their time travel machines... They're briefed with a seminar about how um, appropriate use of social media technologies. <laughs> you have to sign off on a, a Don't use contract. your Instagram account while you're time traveling. When on Earth, keep all phones off or in airplane mode. But it's an interesting theory when you think about it, because that's like so slick that they would have created that and thought, like, oh, this is how we'll catch it. But then the reasoning behind why they haven't caught it yet. So Because every time they do catch it, the time traveler just goes back right. and erases it so they don't catch it. Right. But if I'm a time traveler, why wouldn't I want to say, hey, what's up? Look what I can do. rules against that. Yeah, you're not Paradox. supposed to leave an imprint. Paradoxes. Why not? It's Butterfly like when effects. you go out into nature and they tell you, like, leave it exactly how you found it. You know, oh, I'm in take everything, Take everything that you came in with out with you. Well, yeah, clean up after yourself. Right. Well, it's the same thing. That's what they're doing. They I mean, imagine up. like what would happen to the world if something like that came out. So if somebody, right? If somebody, everybody knew. Yeah, because we could win wars with that kind of stuff. We could have spies coming in and out, controlling what the future can be. The implica- the implications. Imp- of that, you're you're going to say implications. Yeah, would have been implications really, be. really, really crazy, and not something that the general public would probably be able to handle. Right, because we already we already think you know, people think the government's you know big brothers watching our asses for every move we do, which you know when they got satellite photos of a quarter face up, you can see what year it was made from the you know space. I guess they got some pretty good technology going. 
but I think it would be cool to time travel. What periods would you go back to if you could time travel? I want to go back and solve some mysteries. I want to go back and see if Lizzie Borden really killed her dad. I thought you were going to say maybe go back to the Salem witch trials and see what was kicking around then. Yeah, maybe. That. Well, I don't know if I'd want to go there then. Unless I could like actually a, change the course a, of history. Just be not a participant, but go back and... I wouldn't want to be an observer for that. Rob? I think we know where this is going. Yeah, you're going to rebuild the bridge too? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring a camera, an HD night vision camera, back to 1967 Point Pleasant, West Virginia. But then wouldn't the evidence disappear when you came back to this time? Because you used yeah. something to record it that didn't exist then? Yeah, but I'm taking it back with me in time because I'm a time traveler. Okay, let's not get too technical. <laughs> the men in black. If you can go back in time to any period and be a time traveler and not be seen or figure out a mystery, is kind of where it's the just JFK a JFK gen- assassination. That's pretty good. Uh, Who really did it? Spring Hill Jack. Who done it? What's the deal with them fireballs, dude? I would want to go. If I could time travel and bounce around, well. No, I'm thinking more of invisibility. If I was invisible, do I have to be a time traveler? Could I go see where the first Sasquatch came through and where they're living? Because we can't find them fuckers for nothing. <laughs> you can't even find them now with all your technology. Right. So if we could, if future. we could zip. Right. So we're in future. All right. Uh, JFK definitely. I would like to um, want to see if we actually did make it on the moon. I want to go back and tell everybody on the Titanic not to get on. <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> Just trust me on this, people. And they never would have made a horrible movie about it. <laughs> I love that movie. It's like the classic love story gone wrong. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm kidding. I totally don't, but I do watch it. Because I do have a thing for Kate Winslet. <laughs> I love the UK. Come see us. Parababble. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, anything. Send hate mail. Just let us know you're alive out there. Parable podcast. At we might not get it now, but we'll get it in the future. Send it to our future selves <laughs> so we can read it in the past. Make sure you uh, self-address stamp and a return address. <laughs> so, final words. Time travel real or not real? No. No? Rob? Yes and no. He is torn. Yes and no. It is, but not yet. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> You're just keeping the whole paradox thing going in a big circle. Yeah. Hi, I'm going to chase my tail. Hi, I'm going to chase my tail. It is, casual but loop. not yet. Casual loop, casual loop. Casual loop. I don't know. I think the government's got something to hide. That's big. I think they'll use it like when some kind of major catastrophe is going to happen, like a comet's going to hit the earth. Oh, by the way, we're just going to take the Earth and move it over? No, like we're going to go back, you know, five years, and now that we know that this is going to happen, and build a laser to blow it up. So, so it's worry. So it's a, it's like a, a restore restore point on your computer. Maybe. If something goes wrong, you know, you got a virus, something, hey, you know what, let's kick it back, uh, whatever, two months, five years, whatever you have to do. I think it would take something really big and, like, Earth-ending for them to Reveal something like that? Reveal something like that? Like the Hadron Collider blowing up the universe? Yes, exactly. I'm really nervous. That is one thing I am nervous about. Because if you take all these consp- conspiracy theories and 
there's a lot of smart people in there, but there's a lot of smart people that aren't in there that knows, you know, what the real deal is. If they figure out how to move this and open a hole and it does, I mean, it's going to take nothing. There's going to be no warning. You're getting eaten up into this black hole. And that is, they were talking about some of the polar caps also. They're bringing in the magnetic poles and all that different stuff that that can go too. There's signs of that. And they'll start out as little particle holes. and Next thing you know, it's one big one and it just eats itself. We're gone. So. And on that happy note. <laughs> God, that was happy. Let's go back in time. We could do that literally. Can we do that? Can we bring some jiggle watts in? We, I think we've had enough jigglewatts. I like strawberry jiggles. Great Scott. Great Scott. We've really had a kind of like mellow, even keel show here. Yeah, yeah. If we're people, if on, people got to the end of this, we're back on track. I think I lost them at paradoxes. You probably did, and that was ten minutes in, so we're done. Yeah, so oh, bootstraps or something. <laughs> lift you up by your bootstraps. Well. Let us know what you think about time travel. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at Parababble. Send us an email at parababblepodcast at gmail.com with the subject 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen. All hate mail go to Rob. Yeah, pretty much. Rob's future self. Yeah. So that way he doesn't deal with it in the present time. Exactly. Nice. But when he gets there, it'll be past. Then he won't care. No. I'm stuck in my loop. So if Huey Lewis talks about back in time, and the song's already done, when he made it, where does it leave it? Back in time. Okay. We actually did this episode in the future and created this song and then went back in time and gave it to Huey Lewis so that he could have it for our Power Devil episode. That is sweet. Yeah. Creating a casual loop paradox. It's pretty impressive. Where did it really originate from? Because we wouldn't have known the song if we didn't know Huey Lewis' song to begin with to bring it back to Huey Lewis to tell him so that we can have it now on our Parababble episode so that we can go back in time and give it to Huey Lewis so that he could sing the song that we would hear now and then we take it back to him and... Yeah. So that he was able to know it and then if he sang it and he recorded it so that we had it for this episode to play right now. <laughs> and then we would go back in time to give it to Huey Lewis so he could write it and record it. So that we would hear it right now. How about we let Huey explain it? Huey? Where does he want to go?